What if the Tennessee Titans don't sign DeAndre Hopkins? We're going to look at some other free agent wide receivers that the Titans could target on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we got to talk about the possibility that DeAndre Hopkins doesn't sign with the Titans. What options still remain for them on the free agent market at wide receiver? I'm going to dive into some names that you know, dive into some names that you maybe don't know as well. And as a bonus, we're going to talk about some free agent offensive linemen who the Tennessee Titans should consider as well before we get into all of it. Do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all apps all year long and always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode was kind of the result of me breaking down the positions. Uh, that the Titans have, the position groups that the Titans have going into training camp. We've been in the middle of our positional preview series. I've talked about quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, prepping for offensive line and defense later this week. But all that got me thinking about some places where the Titans could still use some additions. And of course, at wide receiver, the number one free agent is DeAndre Hopkins. We've talked about that at length at this point. Of course, Hopkins is far and away the best option that the Titans have. Also, the Titans could always look for some guys who get cut off other teams. Now, unfortunately, because the NFL has changed the rule, there aren't a, you know, cut down days after each preseason game, which would make those players available to the Titans sooner. Now there's just one cut down day after the third preseason game. So if the Titans do add somebody in that fashion, it could be really late in the process where they missed out on all the preseason, all of training camp, and you're adding in a guy a couple of weeks before the season is set to start. That could be the route that the Titans go. I would prefer that route or signing Hopkins over this route that we're going to discuss today. But at the end of the day, the Titans may not have that luxury. Who knows who's going to be cut off other teams, so they may need to look at the free agents that are actually available on the market. And if it's not Hopkins, some names that you guys might know that, that could make some sense for the Titans. Number one, Kenny Galladay. Now listen, if you listen to the show, my everydayers, every month or every year or whatever, you guys may remember this. This is way back. But after the Titans lost to the Giants in week one of last year, I did my film breakdown episode. And I talked about a dagger route that Kenny Galladay ran during that game, or a dagger concept. And basically, I, I think I explained this last week, but it's a deep in on the outside with a vertical route on the inside. The vertical route is meant to clear out the middle of the field so that the deep end, while it's breaking in, is going to be open. Well, to run that concept, the guy running the inside vertical route has to absolutely book it, not only to influence the defense the way that you're supposed to, but also to get out of the way of the deep end, the timing on that route concept, 
has to work and the guy has to bust his butt on the vertical route. Well, there was a specific play within the Titans-Giants game where Kenny Galladay loafed it. All right? It was embarrassing. And I don't think he played the rest of the game. If so, it was sparingly. And ultimately had a fallen out with the Giants coaching staff throughout the year. Kenny Galladay went to the Giants on a, on a decently big-time contract at the time based on how the money was then, and it did not work out. He was with the Giants for two years, and he got replaced. By, and if you look at the Giants wide receiver group last year, it wasn't much to write home about. So Kenny Galladay has his own downside. Absolutely no question there. But out of all the guys that I'm going to talk about today, He's only one of two former Pro Bowlers. Uh, in 2019, he had over 10 touchdowns and over 1,000 receiving yards. He may be a lazy guy who isn't a team player, but he's played 73 games, 226 catches, 3,670 yards, and 22 total touchdowns in his career. So he has talent. And like I've been saying for the last few weeks, Maybe this situation with the New York Giants has flipped the switch in his mind and he understands the type of work ethic that you need to put in if he wants to get his career back on track. That is very unlikely. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. It's very unlikely that Kenny Galladay would make that sort of philosophical change this late in his career. He's 30 years old. He's made some money. He may just not care anymore. But out of all the options that we're going to talk about today, Galladay's six foot four. 213 pounds, still 29 years old. If they hit on anybody, he would make a difference if they hit on him in, in the right way. So Kenny Galladay is a guy that I have to mention here. Another name that we have to talk about is Sammy Watkins. Six foot one, 200 pounds, 30 years old. He would fit that outside receiver mold. Watkins may not be what he once was, but he's still got a little bit of speed to him. Played in 111 games in his career, 364 catches. 5,384 yards, 34 touchdowns. I mean, even last year, 16 catches, 325 yards. Look, again, these are not great options, guys. They really are not great options. But Sammy Watkins is probably just as good as Chris Moore in the right situation. Sammy Watkins is probably a better wide receiver than Nick Westbrook-Akina, in my opinion. He's definitely better than anybody further down on the depth chart. So... Just an option that would actually make some sense for the Titans bringing him in. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe Sammy Watkins looks terrible and the Titans get rid of him again. But God, it's worth a shot, right? It's worth a shot if they don't land Hopkins. And the last guy I want to mention, and it's a little bit of a different type of player, but Jarvis Landry, the most accomplished player that we're going to talk about throughout the entire episode. Landry doesn't fit the outside wide receiver mold, but let's say Kyle Phillips gets hurt during the preseason or training camp and the Titans don't have a clear... Uh, natural slot option, which I don't think they do outside of Kyle Phillips. Mason Kinsey, maybe, but is he good enough? I would rather have Jarvis Landry than Mason Kinsey. Am I crazy for that? Let me know down below. Am I crazy? Because I would rather have Jarvis Landry over Mason Kinsey. You guys let me know. But Landry, 132 career games, 713 catches, 7,870 yards, which is like double the next closest per Well, not quite double Sammy Watkins, 5,000, but you get what I'm saying here. 38 touchdowns. He's 30 years old. Again, none of these options are great options. But for me, Jarvis Landry would be a guy that if for some, if something happened to Kyle Phillips or they just didn't feel comfortable there, the guy's so productive, might as well give him a shot. Can't be any worse than Mason Kinsey or Reggie Roberson or Racy McMath or any of these other guys. If the Titans are serious about winning 
They should bring in a veteran, at least kick the tires. I'm not saying they got to sign them, start them, play them on the roster all year long, but shoot, at least makes sense to take a look. But we're going to talk about some guys who maybe are lesser known names that are free agent wide receiver options for the Titans here in just a moment. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook, and with baseball season back in full swing, there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets, even if your first bet doesn't win. I've been betting on my Cincinnati Reds. Took a few tight losses, one-run losses to the Braves over the weekend, but the Braves are a good team. But I expect the, the Red Legs to roll right along with a new series against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Little uh, little crossover action with the, uh, I, I want to say conferences, but the American League, the National League, the leagues, whatever. Baseball, either way. Whether you want to bet the Reds, you want to bet a different MLB team, whatever you want to do, don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're looking at some free agent options for the Titans, focusing on wide receiver to start, but I am going to hit some free agent offensive linemen that could make sense for the Titans as well at the end. Before we continue into our free agent list, though, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there. Tuning in Monday through Friday every single week. Couldn't do it without you. Let me know down below if you're an everydayer. And all you people watching right now on YouTube, throw a thumbs up on the video. I don't ask for any money. The show is always free. All you could do, or the most you could, or uh, the least you could do is probably the phrase I'm looking for. The least that you could do, or maybe it is the most that you can do. Either way, if you could click the button, thumbs up button in return, I would greatly appreciate it. But moving right along. We talked about some names that you would recognize. Kenny Galladay, Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry. No good options here. Let's just admit what we're looking at. But I want to talk about some names who are maybe a little bit lesser known that could even be better options for the Titans. And I got to start with my number one option overall for the Titans, and it's Rashard Higgins, okay? Still only 28 years old, six foot one, 198 pounds, so good size, can play on the outside, which is where I think the Titans need to look. Seven seasons of experience, played in 85 games, 137 catches, 1,890 yards, 12 touchdowns. Uh, In 2020, he had 37 catches for 599 yards and four touchdowns. So out of all the guys that we're talking about, that's some recent success that I realize isn't the most impressive ever. But hey, it's better than a lot of the guys that we've talked about. I think Higgins gives you the size. He's still on the younger side of the guys that we're talking about here. Recent production, not super recent, but recent enough. 
I think he's a guy who could come in and be better than Racy McMath right away, probably be better than Colton Dow right away. Now, me personally, I would rather prioritize the young guys and go with those young guys. But if the Titans are trying to bring in Hopkins and the Titans are serious about winning, I think they need to add another veteran in there. And these are the options that they have. So for me, out of all of the options, the three guys that we talked about at the beginning, the two more names that we're going to talk about at wide receiver to round out this segment, Higgins is by far and away my number one option if the Titans miss out on Hopkins. I think Higgins would be a, a, a great fit and a great dice roll, honestly, for the Titans at this point. Um, the next guy that I want to talk about here, Byron Pringle. And Byron Pringle, actually taller than I expected. Six foot one, 200 pounds, a bigger guy than you expect. 29 years old, so he is getting closer to 30. Played in 57 games in his career, 77 catches. 1,033 yards, nine touchdowns. Guy who dealt with some injury issues, um, but he's not alone when we look at this list and we talk about injury issues. Landry and uh, Watkins obviously have had their own. Higgins has had their own. So everybody has their own downsides. But uh, Pringle is an explosive guy when he's playing his best. He's got good speed. He's got some kick return versatility as well that would appeal to Mike Vrabel. As you know, he loves special teams. So to me, Byron Pringle, would actually make some sense for the Titans. Spent most of his time in Kansas City. Uh, was never really a, a starter. But at this point, the Titans aren't looking for a starter. They're looking for a depth guy that can provide some speed, play on the outside, play a little on the inside. I think Byron Pringle could be exactly that. And let me say this. When the Titans played the Chiefs, or was it last year, the year before that, Byron Pringle made one of the toughest catches that I've seen over the middle of the field. I was pretty impressed by the toughness, by the concentration. So why not give Byron Pringle a chance here? Again, when we're talking about Racy McMath or Colton Dow or Mason Kinsey or Reggie Roberson or Jacob Copeland, why not give Byron Pringle a shot? I don't see why it would be uh, a bad move. I'm not saying he's making the team, but bring him into camp. See how he looks against some of these other guys. Uh, the last name that we're going to talk about here, and it's basically like Kenny Galladay, but younger, in my opinion. And it's Nikhil Harry, obviously drafted by the Patriots really high. But Harry's six foot four, 225 pounds, and he's still only 25 years old. 64 catches, 714 yards, and five touchdowns in 40 games in his career. Obviously, a guy who has had a falling out with New England. Had a falling out in Chicago. Doesn't seem like a guy who has gotten along great with his coaches. Maybe not the team player that you would look for. But again, like I said with Kenny Galladay, at this stage in the game, it is hard to find anybody with NFL-level talent in free agency. A guy who you actually could have something in. Nikhil Harry's only 25 years old, as I said. Big body wide receiver that the Titans like. If his falling out in New England, his falling out in Chicago, if these things have affected him, if these things have woken him up a little bit to some of his wrongs and some of the things that he needs to correct, you could see a second career renaissance here. And no, it's not likely. It's much more likely that Nikhil Harry comes into camp, pisses off Mike Vrabel, and gets let go right away. That's more likely than anything. But the Titans owe it to Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard to try and to see 
if they could get what people thought Nikhil Harry could be because now he's more mature and more grown up and understands what's expected of him, that could be huge for the Titans. He could fit perfectly with Traylon Burks and Chicken Conquell and Kyle Phillips. I mean, it could work. So at this point, that's the type of low risk, high upside gamble that you need to take. So Nikhil Harry would make some sense for me if the Titans wanted to at least kick the tires and see if maybe he's made a a change in his mentality. So out of all the guys that we've talked about, 25 years old, by far the youngest outside of Higgins, it could make some sense to at least check it out. But we're going to transition into talking about the offensive line because as I've been prepping for the positional preview at offensive tackle and interior offensive line, I think the Titans could could stand to use a guy at offensive tackle. So we're going to talk about who they could add in just a moment. fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast, talking about what free agent wide receivers make sense for the Titans if DeAndre Hopkins says no. We talked about some big name free agents who people would recognize. We talked about some guys that are maybe a little bit lesser known that make some sense for the Titans. But now I want to talk about offensive linemen because I'll be quite honest with you, there aren't any other free agent wide receivers that I'm really all that interested in. Well, you want me to say T.Y. Hilton out here, as much as I think the first two letters of his name are great. Um, I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. So there really aren't any good options. Uh, The limited options that are out there that make sense, we went over. So I do want to talk about offensive line. And as I have been saying, we're in the middle of our positional preview series before training camp, where I talk about every single player that's currently on the roster, go through each position group on offense and defense, have conversations about those guys. Offensive line is next. And I started doing my prep for offensive line, and I started looking at the offensive tackle spot, and I'm like, wait a minute here. Titans really need another veteran offensive tackle to be a backup guy. Dylan Raidens, probably not going to be back until midseason, probably going to start on PUP. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer had his struggles last year. That's something that we're really going to talk about in the positional preview series. Can you trust NPF out there on his own? Everybody's just solidifying that spot. Me included. I'm guilty of it as well. Should be should we be more worried about NPF than, than people are? That's a fair question. But with those questions with NPF, Andre Dillard was a backup before. Yeah, he may have been taken in the first round, but what does that mean now? Everybody's just kind of like, oh, Dillard's going to be fine, right? You don't know that. The Titans didn't give him any kind of real money, so they're uncertain too. So, NPF uncertain, Andre Dillard uncertain, Dylan Raiden's not coming back, and Vrabel doesn't want to play him at tackle either. Not going to come back for a while. Marco Jones, Titans said last year when they signed him, they saw him as more of a guard, and we're going to let him play there first. They're using Peter Skaronsky at left guard, so, I mean, maybe right tackle spot, but... So, what I'm getting at is, other than some of the younger guys, the John LeGlue Le- and... Uh, John uh, Ajoku uh, from Boise State, the undrafted free agent rookie. Um, Andrew Rupsich, 
from last year, the low-level college football guy who was insane. Um, I mean, it's kind of ugly at offensive tackle for the Titans. And I think they need to bring in one more veteran swing offensive tackle that can start if Dillard doesn't cut it, if NPF doesn't cut it, if one of those guys get hurt. Who is playing offensive tackle? I don't want to move Skaronsky from guard if he's great. Now you created two problems. What, are we moving Levin to center and Brewer back to left guard? And then Peter Skaronsky to one of the tackles? I mean, it could be a disaster. So, free agent options. At offensive tackle, it could make sense. Number one, by far and away, is George Fant. How's George Fant not have a job yet? I understand he had some injury issues at the end of last year, but, I mean, he's played in 83 games in his career. He started a lot of games. He played, he started on the offensive line for the New York Jets for two years and actually played pretty decently. He's an athletic guy, six foot five, 322 pounds, 30 years old. So again, a veteran. I think that Fant could come in and be a great swing tackle for the Titans. And if MPF doesn't cut it, he can go right there. If Diller doesn't cut it, he can go right there and give the Titans another option. I don't see how they could go into the season again. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Kevin Byard, last dance on the... Kevin Byard isn't on the last year of his contract, but it could be the last year for him when the Titans really pivot to youth after the season. If you want to give these veterans a real chance, you need to give them some veteran depth at positions that could get shaky. Don't put yourself in a position to have a Dennis Daly situation again this year. Bring in George Fant, who I think is better than Dennis Daly anyways. Bring in George Fant. Let him back up NPF and Andre Dillard. And if something happens, you got him right there. I think that would make a ton of sense. And then another guy is Chris Hubbard, who offers you even more versatility. He's played guard. He's played tackle in his career. He's a little older at 32, but six foot four, 295 pounds. A guy who played with athleticism. But in 85 games in his career, again, right tackle and right guard. So it gives you versatility. He played eight games in 2022. But before that, he started for two years. So I just think adding some more veteran depth at offensive tackle, whether it be Fant, whether it be Hubbard, to make up for potential inconsistencies in NPF, um, potential injuries as well. I, I don't like the options that the Titans currently have at offensive tackle behind the two penciled-in starters. So I think they need to add a veteran there to give themselves some insurance. But either way, that, is going to do it for me today, folks, going through some of the free agent options on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans. We'll do the defensive side of the ball here soon as well because the Titans definitely need to consider some reinforces on uh, on the defensive line. But we'll talk about that another day. That is going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Started the music really, really early. Doesn't matter. But this was Locked on Titans. 